down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort? <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me... Never at 11.51 a.m. on a Thursday is Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, Thursday is a fantastic day. So, it, I mean, we should podcast uh, once in a while. Uh, <laughs> I am on call for my regular job, so anything can happen. I try to switch off the business line, so nobody should call me. But, hey, um, we'll see. Never know. <laughs> Never know. Never we'll see. Maybe know. it was my personal one. But we'll see. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the idea today is to talk about as many of these guys on the Summer League roster, really just like the roster guys. Like if, if you want to hear a huge podcast on Hunter Maldonado, this might not be the one. Um, so we're going to kind of go through the roster guys, talk about if we're up or down in their performance, where they're headed, and honestly, this is going to be mostly a positive show. So let's start with probably the most important guy on this summer league roster in Chet Holmgren, who in two games is averaging 20 points, nine and a half boards, two and a half assists, a steal, three and a half blocks, shooting 56% from the field, only 16% from three, 75% from the line. And that's in two games. So like when we say averaging, it's the average of two games. Uh, but that's that's where he is in Vegas. Um, thoughts on Chet, up or down? He's turning it over too much. That is only... Three turnovers. That we'll say. Yeah, 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 three turnovers too much, to two and a half much. assists. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, let's... Um, I've seen like commentators here and there say, yeah, he, he can't really dribble. Who cares? I mean, uh, he's doing so much of what we hoped he could do uh, mm-hmm. coming back from this injury. Um, the fact that he has still the same timing on blocks, um, the finishing at the rim, the, I mean, it was so easy for him to get in pick and roll situations. Yeah. Uh, I thought that he could be better at the beginning in pick and pop situation that he probably never used, uh, in summer league. Um, but the pick and roll is, is really good. Yeah. And you can really see how easy it is to have Chet as a target. We mentioned it. Like, Giddy will will be <laughs> elated to play with a guy like Chet who can give him so many options in pick and roll reads, but also Shea. And the fact that he can do all this while playing with average point guards and being able still to create space, to be always in the right spot offensively, yep. it's just it's just beautiful. And, and the defense is just, yeah, like that. that is... That will change a lot. Uh, if he can play 25 minutes a night, which is, I think, a low bar. I think so, too. Uh, and can play, like, 65 games, this season will be so much fun for OKC because he really changes um, everything on the court defensively. Yeah, the way that Vecini likes to say it is that he changes the geometry of the court yeah. on defense, which I think yeah. is true and will help guys like Lou Dort 
and Trey Mann like put something, I think it was on Instagram yesterday, just talking about how if his man gets beat, like he's not worried because he's got Chet behind him. Yeah. And we should not beat away, by the way. You should not like, yeah, don't, don't, don't use it like that. But um, yeah, let's try not to be beaten in the first place because that will allow Chet to be even better. Yeah. Well, I mean, what allowed the Thunder in their original iteration to become one of like the best defensive teams in the league is that they had Tabo Cephalosha and Serge Ibaka yeah. like tethered yeah. together, working. We yeah, and they would funnel people to Serge. Yeah. And they would have really nowhere to go. And when they try to finish, Serge would get them, or they would dribble out or have to make a you know, a last minute pass that did not work out for them. It's like, that's, that's the idea is like, you got Lou Dort out there now, you know, tethered to, to Chet. And that's, it's going to be a game changer. And then just somebody that can catch a lob, you know, they like, who's catching lobs for this team last year? I mean, nobody. Sometimes J-Dub. And sometimes J-Dub, but you can just throw it, throw it up there and Chet will go get it. And his yeah. his just his touch, his ability to finish around the rim is going to be huge. I was talking to somebody in Vegas, and they were like, oh, I think Czech could average 18 points per game. I'm like, well, that, that seems a little rich to me, but if it's like 14 a game, like 14 and 8 and 2 assists and 3 blocks, I think that that's in play. How many shots do you think he would average in terms of number? <sighs> I don't know maybe 8 to 12, just depending on the night. Yeah, 8 seems low. It feels too low. It really yeah. does. But when you think about Shea and Giddy and J-Dub, like those three in particular took a majority of the shots for the team last year. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're getting better, not worse. You think they're going to want to take a, a whole lot less shots? I mean, I don't know. I... It it could be twelve to fifteen for Chet. No, twelve. I think it's a better. Uh, it's a good number. Yeah. I think that just uh, below ten is a bit low. Yeah. And I think that with ten shots, you're right. Fourteen is in is in is in play. Mm-hmm. Um, because he will get to the line. Uh, yeah. Some, he will probably be okay. He will be more aggressive in terms of offensive rebounds. I think Zach says the, that Dort is going to shoot twenty shots a game. He's going to feel empowered. Yeah. Uh, no, that will change. That, I'm sure, will yeah. change. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Dort needs to average seven to eight shots per game. Um, yeah. And that is, I think, a very nice number for Lou Dort. Um, the offense needs to be um, creative enough to give Chet at least 12 shots. And I think those are there. And it will make everyone's life so much easier. Uh, if they can get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, okay, let's move on to, gosh, Usman Jang, who kind of had a slow start in mm-hmm. Utah, has been unbelievable in in Vegas so far. Um, pulling up his stats. 17.5 points per game, shooting 70% from the field in two games, 54% from three on five and a half attempts per game, seven boards, four and a half assists, uh, a steal, and only one and a half turnovers. 
I, I'm not sure that we could have asked for a whole lot more from Us in his time in in Vegas so far. Yeah, uh, as you can see, always being a Jang believer. No, I, I actually, um, I was actually losing my hopes for him. Um, it's it's early. He's super duper young. I mean, mm-hmm. is he twenty already? Yeah, probably twenty. Yeah, he's twenty. Um, the fluidity and I mean, the fact that he was assertive with his dribble mm-hmm. is what I liked the most, and the fact mm-hmm. that he was never afraid to take shots, even difficult ones. He had like a step back three, like something from uh, from the, uh, off the dribble. And then just, he was able to beat his man with the dribble open, which is exactly what the allure was. Yeah. Now, it's one thing to do it in summer league against non-NBA defenders, yeah. even if he was paired with uh, Jairus Walker mm-hmm. um, in a few possessions and he wasn't bad, by the way. I mean, um, oh, here we go. Bells from the church in the mountains. You you can hear the, you can hear it probably. Yeah. I don't hear it. Okay. Uh, it messes with my head and whatever, but it, but it's okay. Um, um, anyway, poor, like poor guy, Jairus Walker. I mean, the attempt for that dunk was just. Oh. Yeah. Chet was. Erased. <laughs> Completely yeah. erased. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jeng played. Played very well, uh, and the defense w- was what I mean, not on NBA standards. But the fact that he's able to do that and was really good in doing that, it's 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 a good sign. Um, I think he can function as an off-ball player. But if he can start to put the ball on the, on the floor, play pick and roll with Chad Holmgren, uh, that was like he was able to play pick and roll like a guard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, uh, let's not put our hopes too high for for the season. But there is material. There, there's material to be developed. Like Jeng needs minutes next year. Um, does that mean OKC loses a couple of wins here and there? I'm all in for that. Yeah. They should play him 20, 25 a night uh, as a wing, as a guard, as a four. Who cares where he needs minutes? Um, like it's it should be a point of emphasis to give him a lot of minutes, especially early on to see. Maybe maybe he will fade away. Maybe he will not be as good in the league, but. I, I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, Usman Jang is younger than the following players that were just drafted. Younger than Brandon Miller. Younger than both Thompson twins. He is younger than Jordan Hawkins, obviously. He's about the same age as Hood Scafino. Younger than Jaime Jaquez, Brandon Pajemski, Chris Murray, Omax Prosper, Mar- Marcus Sasser, Ben Shepard, Julian Strother. Like, he's... He's really young. Compared and he's to, barely older than guys like Hazen Wallace, I think. Yeah. Is he a full year younger? Jairus, like just a few so months older. older than Jairus Walker, a few months older yeah. than Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. I mean, he's still got time. I know that it it's only been one year, and it feels like, oh my gosh, he's got to really figure this out. I don't know. Like The self-creation stuff from him is pretty outrageous. And when he's out on the court, he's probably going to be playing against the third best perimeter defender almost every time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's going to be locked down by by Marcus Smart or somebody like that. It's going to be a lesser defender on him because if he's, especially if he's playing with Shea or Giddy or those guys, they're going to give him somebody else. 
He's going to yeah. have a chance to succeed here. Now, can they put him in that place? Because I, I love the assertiveness that he played with last night. And I mentioned this last night with Alex is that he crossed half court and he's like, yeah, it's like my ball. Like, give it to me. <laughs> and he was either initiating offense, like creating off the dribble, and, or he was like, hit those step back threes that were just like, I just, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Or it's just like end of the shot clock. I mean, he looks in those moments, the player that he looked most like was Paul George. Now, he's the odds of him being Paul George are like so small. Like we're talking like 9% or something like that, that he becomes Paul George. <laughs> I, um, love, I love them. <laughs> I was thinking about 13 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Right. I there. mean, it's probably like not going to happen. 9%. Yeah. But if he can be just a productive player at 6'10", that can shoot and like do a little bit here and there as far as like a creator and a ball mover and defender, like that's you can't find those guys. And you certainly can't bring those guys into Oklahoma City without giving up a ton of assets. Yeah. And so like should we we should, we need to be somewhere in between on Jang where we were last night and where we were after game one is it's somewhere in between. Like he's not, he's likely not going to be some superstar. And he's also likely not to be some bust. Like it's probably somewhere in between. Yeah. And if that's the case, if he is just a rotation player for you in three years, it's a freaking grand slam of a draft for the Thunder to get Chet. J Dub and Oos in the same draft. Yeah. Odds odds are he won't make it. Like if you're just looking at the general odds of like what happens in in a draft, like yes. Well, I, but I think you look at him and there there's just a lot to like with Oos. Yeah. Yeah. The the um, I'm not sure that the odds are against him being an NBA player. Well, I just like, think like a, a team selecting three lottery picks, you know, two of them after yeah. ten. Odds are that one of those won't work out, at least. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I'm quest- I have in my mind, like, I haven't made up my mind about where should he play yeah. in terms of position. I don't think it's relevant to discuss it now, but the more I see him play, the more I see, like, a very tall two-guard, mm-hmm. maybe a wing, but it doesn't play like a four at all. Uh, on offense, uh, yeah. not that there is a way to play the four on offense, but also on defense, I think he's very good at moving his feet, at being uh, at shielding the paint and doing these sort of stuff compared to like just being bumped uh, in the post and like fighting against guys like Walker. He can do that, I think. He needs to get stronger to do that. Uh, but the fact that he's fluid enough to stay with guards, it's um, it's interesting. It's something where. It gives him extremely high versatility because at the two guard, yes, there is Kason. There is sorry, Kason. Um, <laughs> there is well, um, there is Lou Dort, but I mean at the three spot there is J Dub. Um, so it's it's um, I don't know. I think that the the fact that he can play with Giddy and J Dub wherever they want him to play, mm-hmm. it's something that will will be in his favor. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if he puts up like twenty pounds or something and becomes like a, a legit guy to put uh, alongside Chet, great. 
Uh, but if not, it's still very, very interesting as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he he definitely fits in as just like the the versatile playmaking piece that they they just want to have a, a hundred of those guys. Yeah, and I I think that he, as of now, like just he looks great, and so I think you have to feel it good. So up on Chet, up on Jang. Uh, let's go to Trey Mann, who is out with an avulsion fracture. I think you have to be up on him as well, especially mm-hmm. compared to where we left off in the regular season with him, where we left off even after like this last year was just not good for Trey uh, in a lot of ways. And he looks more confident as well. I think the mental component for he and Us is pretty important, and it seems like they've started to to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not as up on Trey Mann. Um, okay. I think that he he looks great in certain settings. I mean, against G League players, he looks like a star. Mm-hmm. Against summer, summer League players, he looks like a star. He can be the guy who runs an offense. When he's tasked with less, when he's not the guy who has the ball at all times uh, and can create freely, he he struggles to contribute, which is something that probably applies also to Usman Jang. I mean, we we saw him as the guy. Um, the game where he was not the guy was complimentary piece in Utah. He didn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not very easy for a lot of guys to adjust from getting into the flow of the game with the dribble and with a lot of usage compared mm-hmm. to getting into the flow of the game like Isaiah Joe does. Hey, give me three shots. Uh, I I can get into the I get in the game at with three minutes left and I will be ready. So I think that for Uz and for Trey, the most important thing is being able to get into the flow of the game without having a lot of possessions to do so. And I'm not sure that I've seen that from Trey. Um, the defensive part was um, atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think that was. That? Be, I, I mean. It's to be expected. It's also yeah. It's also summer league where the stakes are non-existent, and it's yeah. it's it's so a weird. It's a weird. I'm trying to win the summer league. They, I don't think they really cared that much about winning the summer league. That's actually like another like feather in Chet's cap. Is like the defense just stands out. Like he just plays yeah. hard all the time. Not just blocks. Oh no! Like always in the right spot. Always in the right spot. Just his like basketball brilliance as a defender is just like on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Where Trey is like, how do I? Can I? Can I get to my step back here on this side of the court too? Like, oh no, you can't. Uh, He's like just stepping back from his, you know, from the person he's trying to defend. Um, Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But up, I would still not be surprised if Trey is part of the group that is moved on mm-hmm. um, just because I don't quite see his fit with the team. 
and then also don't quite see the playing time that would be available for him. Yeah. And I think that he might just need a, a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think that there are teams that might be okay having a guy, maybe teams that have a good defensive infrastructure uh, that can sustain a guy like Trey. Toronto, for example, they lost a point guard. Mm -hmm. It's not that Trey Mann can really, uh, this is not my take, by the way. I think I heard it somewhere and I really liked it. I don't remember where. Um, Maybe Alex said that. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, a team like Toronto, who has like a lot of good defenders, mm-hmm. they can, they may be a place where Trey Man can just come off the bench, be an offensive creator, um, being good enough on defense, just not, not, not terribly bad, and be a regular season player. Um, mm-hmm. This is a team where I, I think he can have space, and there are many others where he can be, try to be that guy. I mean, Bones Island. Uh, was not okay for Denver. He played uh, in LA and was better. Uh, mm-hmm. He had opportunities because they need him to be um, like an offensive creator. So mm-hmm. I think that if there is no space uh, for him in OKC, which is likely, I think, um, then it would be good for him to be somewhere else, unless he wants to be like the end of the bench guy, maybe suit up every other night and um, and just be part of the team. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Kaysen Wallace. Uh, are you up or down on Kaysen Wallace's performance so far? He's played three games. He's averaging 10 points on 11 shots. The efficiency that was there in game one kind of disappeared in the next two games. 32% from the field, 33% from three, 60% from the line on hardly any attempts. Three boards, three assists, 2.7 turnovers. Like The, the, the stats are not super favorable to Kaysen, certainly. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't care. I fully yeah. expected that after that six out of ten. Uh, I think I said I predicted one out of eight the next game from yeah. three. Yeah, it was close right. enough. Um, I I don't think that this is his role uh, for the team. I don't think that he should be a primary creator as of today. He may be one day like Marcus Smart, uh, which was by the way a better playmaker in college. Um, I think that he should be primarily a guy that plays off others. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 something that um, I think he struggled in creating good shots for himself. It was much better when Treyman was there, out there creating for him. And he mm-hmm. was just like a spot up, relocating, moving around. Um, I don't think that the passing was bad. Uh, it was not super duper creative, um, but he made some good looks for Chet. Uh, he makes some good reads in pick and roll situation. It's just that I don't think that he has it in him today to be a number one guy um, in terms of getting a ball. But it's not what I think he he should be or will be in his early career with OKC. He can develop into that. Um, mm-hmm. So the numbers are are okay for me. I like that he's trying to get to his shot, that he's not afraid to take trees. And the fact that defensively he's is competent. He was really good uh, guarding in the perimeter. He was sliding. Um, he was shielding the paint again, not allowing his men to just beat him straight up and allowing Chet to be um, the out guy. So I think that on that end, uh, I want to see him tested with better players. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, guarding um, was the name of the guy who, who made a lot of points um, from Indiana. I don't remember. Anyway, um, uh, the it was a second round pick for for the Pacers, but anyway, it's not really important. It's it's just Isaiah he, Wong. 
Yeah, exactly. Wong. Yeah. Um, he was okay against Hardy. Um, yeah. So it's it's. I want to see him against like a real NBA guy um, and, and see what, what he's about. I think that that is the reason why they drafted Kaysen. Uh I think that he has upside to be more than just uh, a guy that plays off each other, off, off other guys. But it's um, it's not something that I will judge today. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel the same. I think that he was brought here to help accentuate what the team does. And mm-hmm. I think that he's shown that he has the capacity to do that. Uh, obviously you've, you don't feel great about how he shot the ball, but I think he's going to get cleaner looks in the regular yeah. season. His role will be, it will probably vary, you know, and unless he shows himself to be like a J-Dub type of contributor at some point in the season, which is just mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot to ask. I think that it, yeah. I think saying stuff like that, kind of uh, undersells how rare it is for somebody like J-Dub to emerge. And it and it's yeah. like a little bit unfair <laughs> to Kaysen to expect him to be that in year one, especially with a team that now has leveled up from like pure like development only to now like, hey, we've got a lot of guys that we have developed. And yeah. you were brought here because we can see the, the defensive potential, the ability to move the ball, the ability to play in transition. And despite his size, which he's not a really big guy, he mm-hmm. can play multiple positions because of his strength and just like defensive knowledge. Yeah. And so those are the reasons why he was brought in. He wasn't brought in to be like a, the point guard of this team. You know, he'll, no. he'll come off the bench and he'll fill in gaps. And maybe someday he's a starter. You know, maybe he is just a bench guy. Who knows? We we don't know yet. And to pretend like we do is disingenuous. Um, but he's he seems to have all the qualities. Like he's checked the boxes of the qualities that you would want um, for him. So, sure. Uh, and, and again, um, you're right. J Dub is extremely rare. Like a rookie that can be on a team. He's not the primary guy. It's not Bankero who has a lot of. Mm-mm. Offensive possessions at, at, uh, like available for him, and he's still able to contribute. Um, yeah. JDAP was, yeah, uh, it's more normal to have seasons like Usman Jang, who started to show progress before the injury, mm-hmm. and this is more natural, like averaging five, six, seven, eight points for a guy that is taken like in the mid lottery. Uh, this is the likely outcome, like to be able to contribute right away, to be incredible from the beginning it's it's not normal i mean uh it's uh it may be um, something that happens for guys that are older like murray keegan murray is not is not as young as these guys and mm-hmm. he was able to 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 fit into a role that was perfect for him and he was able to excel in that in that role i mean mm-hmm. jabari smith jabari smith was put in a situation that was very hard for really him tough. like not having not having a guy that was able to to pass him open um almost hardly ever uh being like in a team that was without a concept without a structure and it, and he looked bad <laughs> now mm-hmm. like after a year after like reestablish some of his um strength and stuff like that i think he will have a great season this mm-hmm. year so it's completely natural to see Kaysen maybe struggling a bit, uh, maybe fitting in after uh, the All-Star break and starting to contribute there. And and and, and maybe even like averaging 32% from three, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not important 
that he that he contributes right away as like one of the top ten guy in, mm-hmm. in, on this team. It's mm-hmm. it's not what he needs. He needs him in two three years to be a guy that is a solid contributor, either in the starting spot or off the bench. Yeah, and it, it, it's tough when you're just like not handed minutes, or if you get hurt or something, because you. I yep. think we have a better opinion on guys like Jaden Ivey and Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Sohan just because we they had they had all the minutes at the end of the season and got to rack up stats. Where Jang, even if he was healthy, probably isn't doing that because he was asked to basically be a defender and spot up shooter. Yeah. And that was it. And like you even look at a guy like Dyson Daniels, who I think is going to be an awesome player, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's another good example. But didn't he get struggled. The, yeah, didn't get the run. Didn't get like all the possessions like Shaden Sharp did. Where I think people have a higher opinion of Shaden Sharp. But I'm not so sure that Dyson Daniels isn't going to be the better player of those two. Just because I think I think Dyson can just knows how to play. Where mm-hmm. like Shaden lacks some self awareness on both ends at times. He's crazy talented. Yeah. But I saw him, even in a summer league game, just absolutely shoot the Blazers out of a game that they should have won. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensively, he's a mess. But I think people have a higher opinion of him just because he racked up a bunch of stats. Um, yeah. Same for like Ben Matherin. Like Ben Matherin had a chance to do it. Jaden Ivey, at the end of last season, had a chance to do it. And, you know, guys that are, aren't in the greatest position for themselves as far as like minutes, shots, usage rate, all that probably don't look as good like Jang and Dyson Daniels yeah. and Mark Williams and even AJ Griffin and guys like that. But somebody is going to get better and going to emerge out of that group and is going to be better than that Ivy Matherin sharp group. You know, like that's, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. Can we talk for 58 seconds about how beefy J-Dub is? Uh, yeah, he looks huge. He is ginormous, and he looked fantastic in oh, that. So crazy! I mean, he was completely out of place. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah and, it's and just, the thunder. Just no, like, yeah, no, I should not be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he should not be there. Uh, expectations are sky high for for yeah. him to start the year, and they probably should be. I mean, he's yeah. I think he's he's ready to to take another another step. Uh, Let's see. Who else should we talk about? Keontae Johnson, for sure, who's, yeah, he, who's got, he, he got looks, a two-way deal. He looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. He's sturdy. He's, like, very strong. I mean, yeah. there was a, a possession um, where he was, like, a defender of the pacer just ran into him, and he mm-hmm. just didn't move. Mm-hmm. He was, like, doing this uh, layup, and, he, I mean, he, he got fouled, and he didn't move from his trajectory. He is really strong. Um, I really like the profile. He's a tough shot maker. Um, I think he has capabilities to be an okay defender. Mm-hmm. The size is very good. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this was a great flyer to take. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be great in the G League. He will score and take a lot of shots. Um, and and he will get a chance. Um, I'm not sure how how much upside he has. Uh, I, I didn't follow his career. I know about the injury. I know about the year off. I know about all sure, that stuff. Sure. But I don't, I, I don't have in my head a clear picture of his development from year one in Florida to, um, uh, to his last year in college. So uh, I don't know 
what else can be there. But I mean, he took like a very nice step back pull up from two point range. It was really pure. Uh, the three ball looks good. I don't know the percentage uh, from the top of my head, um, but bad. looks like bad. Yeah, and bad, bad. Yeah, fourteen uh, percent. Yeah, yeah. He didn't take a ton of them. Like, no. is it? Uh, it's only like two a game. So yeah, but it does. It does look good. Like every yeah. almost everything Keontae does looks good. Honestly, mm-hmm. as a like six foot five wing, who's got like yeah. good. Like he's six five, but he's definitely a wing. And yeah. like if everything works out for him, like he could be like a little Royce O'Neal-y, you know? Like if yeah. if, if everything he's worked better out. Better offensive him. talent than that. Mm, I don't know. Royce is good. Royce is good. Like Royce is a straight up good NBA player. Yeah. He's got maybe Keontae's got a little bit more off the bounce, like more on the drive. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. Royce is like probably is is a better passer. Is like he's got a lot to his game. But that's like the kind of like role player like in that range. If like everything just like click 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 click, he's like got a a good deal with the Thunder. He's gonna stay you know in the NBA. He's gonna be like that type of role player that is probably a bench guy. Um, that still is like a very unlikely path for the fiftieth pick overall. But I do like him. He is a lot older. I mean, he's 23. He's probably one of like yeah. the five oldest guys in the draft. And is is like we talked about guys that are uh, older than Oos. Like he's three years older than Oos. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and I mean, guys like that, um, he he will go one year in GD. Um, yeah. He may get his contract next summer with OKC, like mm-hmm. a regular one. Mm-hmm. He's 24. He'll be 24. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, depending on how things are going, you may be, you may have Isaiah Joe asking for a fat raise. Yeah. You may have Aaron Wiggins asking for a fat raise. You may have, uh, like, a couple of guys looking elsewhere. And boom, yeah, you have a guy that you can probably slide in your rotations as the 12th, 13th man. Um, just being a solid guy, um, opportunistic on offense, may create some... Um, if he sticks defensively in the league, he he can be like a role player. Mm-hmm. And if you draft a role player at, at fifty, oh that's that's huge value. If he if he yeah. accounts to nothing more than a uh, like a G League star, like who cares? Just give those guys a chance, like a real chance. Like show everyone uh, in college and in G League that if you get into the program, you'll have a real chance to make it. Um, you'll have minutes, you have real opportunities. And like the, the reason why Miami always gets these players, it's because they know that if you get there, you will be maximized. Yeah. And this is something that in OKC is starting to like to be a reality. Like Definitely. everyone that gets into the system gets out better. Uh, it doesn't apply to everyone. The same goes for Miami. Not every player that comes into the Miami system actually works. Uh, but um but there are plenty. And so if you start to be like a development factory, then you'll have more of these opportunities. Guys mm-hmm. will just try not to be drafted by anybody but you in the second round. The first one is different. But in the second round, uh, you'll have chances to, to get better players, better players outside of the draft. And so I, I really think that um, OKC is doing a great job um, with guys like that, with Aaron Wiggins, with like all these guys that looks like real strong NBA players after a couple of seasons to the system. Yeah, I mean, like Omar Rui last year. 
you know? Yeah. Like they signed him to the deal, they cut him, but like Detroit was like, oh yeah, we'd like that guy. Like immediately picked yeah. him up. You know, there's yeah. there's value there. And with like Lindy too. I mean, Lindy Waters was not supposed to be an NBA guy. And the Thunder yeah. like suddenly made him into an NBA guy. Uh, I think I'm up on almost everybody so far. I'm a, kind of middling on Kaysen, but that's just because the shot didn't fall. But mostly like, uh, mostly up on him too. Uh, somebody that, I'm down on, and this is probably unfair because he's only played one game and he's been hurt, is Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And I just am beginning to question the the path for JRE to play on this team, uh, to have an impact. A lot mm-hmm. of it is just because I think Jay Will, who I'm up on to, just like Jay Will just looks competent. He hadn't shot the ball well. But you, yeah, I don't cares. really question like what Jay Will is going to be in the league, where with Jeremiah, there's there's some questions as to like defensively he just didn't look great. Offensively he's you know he missed a, he looked uh, bad. Yeah, he was three of nine from the field in that game. It's uh, I mean I think it's okay to question where he's at from here, just because of the roster crunch issues that we'll talk about for the next like nine weeks you know like it's yeah it's kind of inevitable that somebody is going to fall off somebody has to somebody has to not be on this roster like that's just yeah flat reality and i think that it's he's definitely one that is on the fence is where i would put him right now yeah he's in the bubble he's um in the maybe not as gone as really gay um yeah (laughs) yeah um i mean uh I think that Rudiger is not going to play for KC, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I'd be. I would be shocked. If yeah, he did. me too. I, I still question if there is uh, another trade in. I mean, somewhere would, would in not the be near surprised. future where, would where not you be package yeah. everyone and just grab like a thirty million kind of guy, mm-hmm. not for not for pushing the button, uh, just for getting another fat check in terms of picks mm-hmm. um so I, I i don't want to say i'm disappointed because this is i, I i'm i don't know i i haven't had a good feelings about uh jerry future um mm-hmm. i think that with jay will that gives you a lot of a lot more in terms of passing um with uh, like a lot of guys that needs to play at the four yeah. um, i don't see a space for him there um, yeah. And so, uh, I think that he's a great guy. Um, he looks like a great guy. Like uh, I don't remember who said that he gives the best speeches uh, before games uh, in the locker room. I I, mm-hmm. I can see that, um, and I can see him maybe in the future going back to OKC as a coach. Um, but as a player today, I, I just don't see that. I just don't see why you would waste his time uh, and and a, and a roster spot. For a guy that clearly needs uh, a different scenario uh, yeah. for him to su- to to succeed, and yeah, that is um, that is how I feel. I don't feel that his NBA career is over. I just think that he needs a different kind of structure to to really function. Yeah, I, I think it just needs stru- the structure and the, just the opportunity, because yeah. I just think, and this is going to ha- this is going to happen with this Thunder roster, is that they're gonna they're gonna have to let go. Of players, yeah, that are good. That, that they are, are not, not sure yet if they can succeed in the league, and yeah. they may very well be 
good somewhere else. Yes, yeah. they're going to move on, and they're going to be good somewhere else. And if you put Jeremiah in Miami or in Boston. In Phoenix. I mean, in they, 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 in need, Phoenix. they need guys. Yeah, like he could, up guys. he could go there and play well. And so that's it's inevitably going to happen. I mean, TJ McConnell was a process sixer and has gone on to have like a really nice career as a bench guard. You know, yeah. like those those stories will happen. They're yeah. inevitably going to happen. I mean, the Thunder have three picks in the first round next year. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Like he was Jeremy let Grant go by was the a, process sixers and he yes. signed a max or yep. very close to that. Yep. And he was a very good player. Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon looked like like a lost cause in Orlando. And he was probably the sec the third most important player uh in Denver, mm-hmm. the third one. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it, those things will happen. It's mm-hmm. not because you well, you, surely there is a, a little bit of a misevaluation of talent, but there is also like different priorities, uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need to to let go. I don't I don't expect Jerry to be Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was good, just yeah. misused uh, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are stories like this one where Dean Witty, who looked like nobody, uh, and then it started to have a role, be yeah. better, and and now he's a good NBA player. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it can happen. It can also happen with Trey Mann. I mean, he can have a Jordan Clarkson kind of career where yeah, he was yeah, just a yeah. miscast in LA For and, sure. and goes to Utah, to Cleveland and then to Utah and is finally uh, like um, a good rotation player. That can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also happen that you pick the wrong guy. Uh, you can say, okay, I need Kaysen Wallace to get minutes and in three years, Kaysen Wallace is out of the league whereas Trey Mann is running second units and scoring 25 a night. Um, I don't think that is likely today, and but sometimes you have you, you you are forced to do an evaluation today that is going to be wrong. Yeah, that is going to happen. It's inevitably going to happen. There's somebody that yeah. we think favorably now that is not going to be good. <laughs> like, and there's going to be guys that we, I mean, like with Us during the season and even after the season, we didn't feel great about him. I think four or five yeah. fan tweeted at me like. Do you prefer Us or Jairus Walker? With like, and like three weeks ago, we'd have been like, "Are you insane? Like, are you? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you need to check yourself into a mental institution if you're asking yourself that question." And then you watch him last night, and you're like, "Actually, it's kind of a fair question, just because yeah. of the offensive upside with Us." There, I don't know. Like, if Us hits a hundred percent of his upside, he's a way better player than what Jairus is. If Jairus hits a hundred percent of his upside. Um, yeah, but I kind of believe that Jairus will be a better NBA player. Yeah, it's um, fair. It's like Poku. I mean, what is the the chances that Poku reaches his upside when yeah. he was drafted? It was wow. If he reached that, there are oh, like yeah. very few players that yeah. can do what he does. Uh, but there is a very tiny chance that that happens. Yeah, and yeah. that chance looks tiny even today. Yeah, it looks probably tiny. tinier. It's going to be hard. It's just going to be tough for the guys that are on the fringes. It's going to be a battle. And the Thunder are going to allow the the battle to happen. And they're going to allow everybody to get minutes. Mm-hmm. And everybody to, to figure out where they are at in this mix. There's guys that are certainly going to have a role on the team that is completely defined. But then there's going to be a battle for minutes. I mean, I don't think that last year at the beginning of the year, people were like, oh yeah, Aaron Wiggins is like going to be one of the guys that 
that makes it through. Or Isaiah Joe is going to be one of the guys that makes it through. You know, last year we had like yeah. Trey Mann cemented as like the easy sixth man. And like, do you think that who's the moron who predicted that he was going to average 16 points per game? Uh, might have been you, my brother. I didn't mean, um, yep. that was me. <laughs> well, that some people me. are like, my could Trey just start in, in front of Dort? And it's like, those are our opinions. Like, with young players, things can change fast. Yeah. And things can look one way one day, and then the next week they completely change. So like we just have to be aware of that heading into this next season. I mean, outside of like Giddy, Shea, Dort, Chet, J-Dub, you know, outside of those guys, you can have – things can change fast for everybody below them yeah. as far as like the order. Like you can, you can put them in an order right now, and that order is going to just – it's going to look like a Mad Lib by the end of next season because you're just you yeah. just can't predict it. And the good thing about Mark Degnault and his system is like it's going to get the best out of all these guys, and he's going yeah. to put them in the best position possible. I, I I firmly believe that, and it's going to be up to them. The the one thing that Mark always says is that he puts every player in the driver's seat of their own development, and it's their it's job. He's a great. Yeah, like just it's their job to get crazy. get themselves there, and so yeah. I am so intrigued to see, you know, where all these guys end up going. Um, but yeah, before we go, mm -hmm. how many times do you think at the Thunder, and then at a certain point you realize, hey, Mitch is on the roster? Because <laughs> sometimes, like when I when I think about who should be in the rotation, saying, well, there's this, there's this. Oh, there was yeah. CM Mitch there. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I'm so, I, I know it doesn't, it's not the topic of today. And I'm probably way too high, like it was on Trey Man, on Mitch. But boy, oh boy. He's that on the guy, team. He's on the team. He's, he's on the team. He's not officially signed yet. Like, I think that there, that is, it should happen sometime soon. But yeah, yeah I saw him, like in person. Yeah. Walked, walked right by him. So, yeah. He's he's a person. He's a human person. He's a person in the United States. Yeah, on on yeah. the Thunder now. He's a Euroleague MVP. Yeah, um, it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We'll have another one for you tomorrow. Just three podcasts. Bang, bang, bang for you. Uh, regular Frypod time tomorrow. Um, really looking forward to it. I uh, hope you guys have a, a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.